Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, this is Angela Barnard coming to you from Collision Conference in Toronto with Canada's podcast where we listen, discover and engage. With me today is guest Bernadette from StoryTab. So a little bit about Bernadette. She has 20 years experience in advertising, worked with, working with some of the greatest brands of our time. Bit of a personal best is that she's got two ads on the world's funniest reel, which is a big deal in the advertising uh, sector. And Bernadette is the CEO and co-founder of StoryTap.com, a tech stars company, uh, a B2B SaaS company that works with global uh, enterprise brands to collect and distribute customer videos from anyone and anywhere. Welcome, Bernadette. Thank you for having yeah. me. So we're gonna talk a little bit about who you are. Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, uh, what you're doing now, and a couple of things that defined you as an entrepreneur. Okay, it's so a little bit about me. So um, I live just outside of Vancouver, actually. I live in Port Coquitlam, so I live in nice. the Burbs. Um, and I started StoryTap a few years back, and I'm also a mother. I started it foolishly when I had a four-month-old baby. <laughs> and a toddler, don't do that. From there, we've been growing StoryTap and plan to grow it in the Tri-Cities outside of Vancouver. We're kind of trying to be the uh, big fish, small pond okay. against the nice. traffic, if you will. And um, what defines me as an entrepreneur? Well, it's a good question. I think I'm a marketer. I think in headlines, I can't help it. <laughs> I'm also a mom, so I'm incredibly nurturing. Uh, but I come from corporate world, so I think I'm a bit of a aggressive badass in some respects. <laughs> so I'm like this melting pot of, um, I think I'm just like a bit of a character. Big personality. I'm a big, I I, think I'm five so. foot four, but sometimes I feel like six feet because I like, awesome. yeah. So can you give me a soundbite on what your company does? We do video reviews. So we are really disrupting written reviews. So when you're thinking of buying something online, all you have today to make a purchase decision is usually a, a photo of that product, a description of that product, and some written reviews. And let's face it, a lot of them are fake. And what happens is you spend your hard-earned money on that product only for it to arrive and for you to go, this isn't what I wanted, right. and you return it or you stick with it and then you just brood silently that you made this bad purchase decision. No brooding, no brooding. No brooding, yeah. so StoryTap is disrupting the whole industry and we are working with enterprise-sized companies to right. collect amazing video reviews from their customers. So now their future customers, when they're shopping, they can see real people with real products talking about what they like, what they didn't like, and all those sound bites, really helping that entire buyer's journey. So what's been the biggest challenge so far in the business? Everything. Well, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Everything's, every day is a challenge. <laughs> every day I look at challenges, problems, and I solve them. So as much as I'm, you know, the CEO, all I do all day long is look at the entire business, and you can segment it as like price, product, distribution, and promotion. What's not working? What's not working? What's not working? What's right. not working? And, and of course, people. People is your number one resource. Trying to extrapolate the best out of your team and grow your team. And we're in Vancouver trying to grow global business. So time zones are my okay. enemy at the moment, uh, but we work with it. And of course, time zones plus being a mom is really challenging. 
Well, and you also use the word disruptive already, but what is a disruptive trend that you see in your industry specifically? We're all trying to be disruptive. I think in the world of the space I'm playing in, in terms of consumer behavior, I think it's right now, it's just, we've been living with what we have and everybody's been okay with it and it's costing companies billions. So I think there's lots of smart technology out there trying to solve this, whether it's VR or AR, trying to give that consumer more, more of something to make a better buying decision. So I think there's lots of us actively working to get the attention of these big companies to say, you can do better, you're sucking the money out of our pockets. Um, try to inform us better with authenticity. And, right. and I think that goes through the whole marketing mix as well as what you see on their site. Always hard to do one piece of advice, but I'm gonna ask it. Best piece of advice you ever received? You know what, it was from my dad. Yeah. And my dad was a carpenter. He's like, you can only measure the wood so yes. many times before you have to cut it. Yes. And so I think in, in my life, I, everything that went out the door had to be perfect. Proofread, perfect, best image, best video, best everything. When you're an entrepreneur, perfection will kill you. Yes. And so you just gotta run. You gotta do the best you can do at the, you know, speed times accuracy, get out the door and, you know, measure it once, shirt, measure it twice, okay, but get out that bloody door okay. with it. What are the top three things on your uh, bucket or vision list right now? So right now we're raising our seed, so that's not a big, hairy, audacious goal, okay. but um, it's my first seed and I'm super excited because we've already got an early commitment and if people have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay, it's like the investor side of, uh, of what I do. We would love to open shops abroad. We've got Toronto, we're growing Toronto, we've got Vancouver, and now we want to eventually scale in those areas. Pick one to two words to describe yourself and why. I would say uh, real and hustled. I am not the person that posts pretty pictures to my social feed. Coming to this conference, I. I shared with the world my emotions of leaving my five-year-old daughter uh, in tears at five in the morning because I was leaving on yet another business trip. This is my seventh so far this year, and she was having a really hard time. And um, I was sharing that being a mom and leaving your little mm -hmm. babies at home and them not understanding is incredibly hard. So I'd say, I don't want to sugarcoat. I live in authenticity and I think perfectionism is bullshit. And I'm working hard both as a company, as a person to disarm and, and speak the truth of what it's like to be a mom hustler. Well, and that's a great segue into a little bit about how you work. So yeah. can you give us a, an idea of what your typical workday routine is? So my typical routine is um, up at five, actually 10 to five to be exact, I don't get out of bed until five o'clock. My alarm goes <laughs> off then. You get 10 minute snooze. Yeah. I do, and uh, I head downstairs and I actually do a bit of journaling just on um, personal goals, professional goals, and what mountains I need to move today to okay. make that happen. Okay. And then I head to the office where again, I review my, um, my goals for the day. I usually jump on a call with my co-founder, Sean Brax. We reset what we have to achieve today. And then I have probably about 10 Zoom calls that day and work through it. And then end of day, I cut out around four, go pick up the kids. My husband makes the dinner. Thank goodness for men that cook and um, you know, do the kid thing, then when they go to bed, get back online and have my husband say, can you quit typing? I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, I can't, because it's my job. And, and then we go to bed. How you keep on track for that vision? So you, know, you talked about, a little bit about you know, wanting to open a couple of global offices, yeah. have a bit of a presence, but how do you keep on track with that? If there's one thing I've learned, like you're never gonna get where you wanna go if you don't know where the hell you're going. So 
I am obsessed with goal boards. My husband is literally in our bedroom. Yep, and I make one every year. <laughs> and he's like, he knows exactly what our, our personal and my professional goals are. And here's the, the thing, it's hard to do what I'm doing. And I know that. And but you, you're, you're never going to get on base if you don't swing. I don't, I don't do baseball, but there's an analogy in there about yeah. sports. <laughs> you got to swing. And, and so I cut myself some slack, but I also get really excited at swinging. And so I get on point by, I say, I want to achieve this by this date, and here's my game plan to do it. So I don't think you can ever say, I want, you know, I want to have 10 million in revenue this year. You have to work that back and say, okay, in order to get 10 million in revenue, how many salespeople do we have? How many people right. do they have to talk to? How many are going to convert into demonstrations of the product? How many of those are going to convert into a sale? How are we going to service those sales? And, and that's the plan. So I think it's always mm -hmm. about, here's the goal, but how do we get there? What are those KPI measurement pieces of the puzzle to actually make that happen? And how much of a role does Sean play? Your co-founders together? Oh, yeah, Sean is. You know, you tag team with each other a lot. Sean is my technical co-founder. So okay. he is responsible for the product. So in our scenario, which is different than a lot of entrepreneurs, we've invented something. We've okay. built we've built a product from scratch, a software. We're, you know, um, well down the path with patent protection, all that jazz, but being, um, you know, Sean is also incredibly, like we look to our strengths. So he's incredibly data-driven with metrics and data. Um, he's very skilled in fundraising. So we just look at what has to get done top up and divide right. and conquer according to our strengths. So anything marketing, um, sales, like that's more me, um, this type of stuff. Like he does it, that's not really his jam. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we just divide according to our strengths and where we don't have the strengths, we find people that do and nice. delegate. What keeps you up at night? Money. Money? Money. Okay. Uh, bad mom stuff. Um, <laughs> family. Which I can totally relate right? to. Like, yeah. uh, my next business trip, um, I always feel like uh, I'm never quite as prepared as I need to be on that next business trip. I like the prep time, the grow the business time. There's never enough time. That keeps me up at night. So um, how do you recharge specifically in your community where you live? Well, we're fortunate to have um, grass <laughs> like at our, at where we live, we've got a quarter acre lot and I spend a lot of time in the backyard. Okay. Um, we've got, my husband's a big gardener, so I spend a lot of time out there with him at the end of the night. I'm also a crazy movie buff. And so I find, I learned this in advertising. If you can go to the movies, nobody can find you. So you can turn your phone off and you get to literally escape your world and have a two hour break. So that is my ultimate, if I'm really stressed, Everybody on the team knows to find me at the local theater. <laughs> uh, that's where I am. That's where I am. If I'm looking for creativity, I'll head to Granville Island. I love Granville Island. I'll go to the uh, Railtown Coffee Shop there and pen to paper and start to write and think and create and figure out how to problem solve from different yeah. angles. What would be the benefits and the challenges of doing business either specifically in Port Coquitlam or just Vancouver, British Columbia in general? When you're growing a company, there are a ton of distractions. And I found when I was commuting to Vancouver, there was a lot of, a lot of networking and meeting things that aren't as relevant to me, like in terms of, I, I have to be, I'm a mom, I've got to be laser focused on what I have to do, which we, we work with enterprise sized companies, there's not a lot in Vancouver, right? Okay. And so I have to be really laser focused on how I spend my time and where I spend my time. Time zones really are the hard part, which is why I have to be close to home because I'm on the right. phone at six with Toronto. You guys wake up early. So I'm on point and, and that's important because I right. am running this right now. We're pretty small, we're not a huge team. Um, so it, the challenge is making 
myself available. With the knowledge that you have now on sort of best networks, best resources for people oh, to tap into yeah. that we're looking at, you know, what would yeah. be the best uh, resources for them to tap into? Can you name a couple that... Um, yeah, you know, when I was starting out, the first thing I did was I joined some meetup groups. I thought they were really great just to talk to people that were in the head, same headspace. Mm -hmm. I would do tons of coffees with, with professionals that... Um, I wanted to grow a tech company, and I remember when somebody said, what code are you going to build it in? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? And so, like, you're when the minute you decide to be an entrepreneur, the the game starts then, and you are in a race, a race of knowledge because right. you don't know anything, and you right. don't know because you learn by doing. And so, I think for me, it was the journey of meeting with um, developers and pitching my idea and having them say, like, at the end of the day. Even with StoryTap, I wanted to build this, and I had a developer say, no, I'm not doing that, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, no, 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 but I'm gonna pay you to do this. He's like, I don't wanna do that, I wanna do this. And I learned, developers are in high demand, and they will pick what they want to work on. Ah. So where do you find developers? You, you network and you ask. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I find a lot of entrepreneurs have this awesome idea, and then they, they hide it, and they say, oh, this is, I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell you about that idea. And that is the one thing I learned, mm -hmm. is the opposite. You have this awesome idea, get on your podium and start talking about it, pitch it. I mean, I'm really tech sector specific here, because Vancouver's got a fantastic tech scene. Okay. Um, but I think with any business, it's important to join at all those networking events, because the number one thing you're gonna get is feedback, and you right. need to listen to what people were saying. Like, honestly, I came to Web Summit Collision a couple years back when they had it in Ireland, and I brought my whole team there, and we were running out of money. It was crazy. And the one thing I got out of that, I had to pivot. I didn't have really? the right business. So right. we had 40,000 people come through our booth, and they all said, I love what you're doing, but I think it, I would like it for this for my business. And wow. you know, Fantastic. I mean, you're not gonna get 40,000 people in Vancouver by joining the meetup group, but you might get 10. You might start to hear trends and then you might need to, I mean, I often sat at a Starbucks with an, a vision and said, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I get your opinion on this? Right. And they'd go, yeah, you're going to buy me a Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> I had my little sign and I'd pitch it to them cool. and they would give me feedback. Right. And I think that's even my co-founder actively reaches out. When you pitch your business, especially at an event, you learn so fast about what people are thinking and if, if they're leaning in, just their, their, their um, physical expression about that idea, you're gonna learn of this, or if they're already trying to improve it, you know, you'll see people's wheel turn and go, yeah. do yeah, you yeah. think about, and you're gonna know whether you're yes. on the path to the right fit. And really, so that's the power of a network too. As soon as you start yes. talking about your business, those people are thinking about you, whether or not. And everyone's got an angle, whether you're talking yeah. to, you know, uh, an investor. I remember early days meeting with investors going, he doesn't know what he's talking about. In hindsight, best advice ever. Right. Best advice, like this, I met this investor in Vancouver who said, you have to always look over your shoulder of what's gonna kill you next. And I went, that's, wow, that's grim. Morbid, that's crazy, absolutely. but you know what? Awesome advice. Some fun rapid fire questions. Go for it. You're a movie girl. What was the most impactful movie you've seen in the last month? You know what? I just saw one, The Rock's new one with family fighting. That which yeah, I totally love that. that. You know I what? Seen it yet. I love underdog story about a woman who changed um, wrestling from the model actress body type to yeah. a real person who's wrestling and a passionate. And how about a book? Is there anything that jumps out that you would love to recommend to others? Right now I'm reading um, Venture Deals by Brad Feltz and Jason Mandela, and it is, um, it's about venture deals. So if that's your jam. Who's your most influential mentor? 
I have about six mentors, um, but I'm going to go with my mom. My mom's an amazing entrepreneur, and she pushes me because she says she knows me better than I do, and says, "You apps, you can do that." And I'm like, "All right, mom says I can." One skill you believe entrepreneurs of the future can just ditch and get rid of? I think filing your emails is a waste of time. <laughs> my whole team Digit, does it. I have about 7,000 emails in my inbox, and there's search. I can find everything, but I get razzed a lot about that. But I think. Stick with me, stick with this idea, you'll save awesome. some time on filing. So other than Canada's podcast, obviously, is there one essential media business resource for you? I don't have exactly one. I probably okay. have a myriad of many, um, and it's finding the time to read them all and keep up to date. I get a lot of people sending me their favorite articles or things that they find impactful. We have an active Slack channel, so lots of folks are like, mm -hmm. make sure you read this, check this out. Yeah. Um, so I think I probably react more than actively hunt and, and read myself. Bit of a fun question. You're now on a deserted island. How, without internet connectivity, how long would you last on that island? What would you do there? And then when you had to make that call, who would you call? I would probably really enjoy it for a couple of days until probably um, like I had to go to the bathroom or something. And I'd be like, this isn't working for me. <laughs> so post podcast, what's one way that people can get a hold of you? Probably the best way is LinkedIn. Check me out, Bernadette Butler on LinkedIn, and um, you can message me there, would be the best. Nice. Yeah. So Bernadette with Storytop, thanks again yes, for thank joining you. us today. Such a pleasure. Once again, this was Angie Barnard from uh, Canada's podcast, joining everyone in Toronto at the Collision Conference. So great place to listen, discover, and engage. Thanks for joining us.